Hello and welcome to the Social Value Exchange with For The Region, exploring how to create an economy and a society that values what really matters and the power we all have to make change happen in our own region through positivity, collaboration and mutual self-empowerment. I'm Dawn Lyle and this is the Social Value Exchange. So for those of you that know us at For The Region, you'll know we're absolutely passionate about organisations in our region that we think are good for the economy, good for the community uh, and good for the world. And one of our members and partners is CareerDig, now formerly Family Housing Association. Many of you will know them as Family Housing. Um, has had a rebrand, uh, Career Dig, and I'm really delighted to welcome Marcia Simfield, who leads the organisation. Marcia, thank you for joining me. Delightful, delighted to be here. It's great. Thank you for inviting me. Just really excited and inspired to see the new brand. I think I was probably one of your uh, biggest super fans to see the new <laughs> brand come out and the new um, values of the organisation front and centre. Really great to see family housing coming into a new lease of life. Um, with a new identity and uh, reaffirmation of, of what the organisation stands for. So uh, can we start with that? Can you talk to us a little bit about the brand and the rebrand? Yeah, delighted to. We've always been, as you say, Dawn, a really embedded community organisation in all of the, the five areas that we work in, and particularly in the, in the region, in, in Swansea and wider. And we've debated for quite some time, probably before I joined, about the name family and whether it was really still representing who we were on a number of levels, really. So, for example, we had people that would come to us and say, oh, well, we think you only house families. Well, that, that's not the case. If you look at our demographic, we've got a really wide, diverse range of people who have homes with us, much wider. So that, that was giving out the wrong message. And we really wanted to encapsulate the changes that the organisation has undergone over the last three to five years, something like that. And we wanted to do that in a way where we sought lots of people's views as we went about it and considered it. So we obviously we spoke to our staff, but the most important thing as well was to speak to our tenants and to speak to our stakeholders and to understand what their relationship was with family as was and, and how that was developing, how it could change in the future. And, and we tried to crystallize that down. And in a sense, you never crystallize it into one word, do you? Because it, it is one word and in a sense, What's really important is the services we provide and the change we make for people. But giving that entry point is important as well. And we looked at lots of alternatives and Caraded really shone out to us. You may know it means kind in Welsh and it really resonated them back into the values of who we are as an organisation and what it is we're here to do. Um, so we, we went with Craig um, it's gone down really well, lots of lovely feedback from, from people, nice to hear you are, you are a super fan, that's great, but, but lots of lovely feedback from, from people across the region. 
And within that, so it's Caradig, it's the values, it's, you know, one of the reasons I'm with the organisation is that really strong values base, that real embeddedness in where, so we feel it reflects that. And then we've, we've talked about it's, it's, why are we here? It's people, it's homes and it's communities. And I think if you then work from Caradig, have those really strong values that value of kindness really uh, resonates well with them and then think about and that goes back to I know something that for the region are really passionate about in terms of that social value but that allows us then to think across the organization and outside the organization and we've talked about empowering people and that's for them to achieve their best outcomes not what we think is best for people but what for people to achieve their their best outcomes creating homes is obviously incredibly important for us and helping to support communities to to flourish um, so if you take all of those three together then then that's that starts to build upon why we're here, why we've been here, and what we want to think about going forward as an organisation. I just love it when an organisation is really clear on it on its values and its mission, and I, and I think you can tell when that runs deeper than just a corporate tagline. Um, and I think what you've described there of that co-production process with staff with tenants with the kind of stakeholder community as well um, is exactly what you need to do isn't it to get that level of buy-in that level of uh, ownership of of the organization and its values so uh, I'm excited to see what an organization can do when everyone's aligned and really clear and really um, you know really articulate about what they stand for so people homes and communities is a real kind of guiding principle so you mentioned social value what are the ways that you think as a housing association that you can deliver value in in its broadest sense and, and what does social value mean to you I mean, actually, I think if you go back to those three words, that probably gives you the start of how you, you work those principles through. Being a social landlord, being creative, or all the other social landlords that work within the region, there is a very wide call to action about why we're here. And if I, if I break it down and think about people first, we are, and actually are continuing to do a lot of work putting person-centered responses front and center as an organization. So we all know, don't we, how, how organizations can slip into providing systems and process responses for people. And yet we know, and the pandemic has, has shown us all a real window into how hard it is for everyone to, to get along and thrive and achieve great outcomes and what we recognize in continuing to work on across the organization are person-centered responses and I think if you have that front and center that allows you then to do your perhaps your everyday work of helping to people to find homes, helping them to live good lives in their homes, and then the extensions of that. So the projects that we work on with partners within the communities, whether that's sort of helping to sort of build sustainability of local communities, it's some examples of that I can talk through, but that, 
that recognition and for us particularly but I think generally wider across society well-being well-being for staff well-being for residents is front and center of organizations that will thrive and do well and therefore we recognize so many of us both both the people we work alongside the people we talk to outside of work uh, the people that we provide services to have been through difficult lives and continue to have parts of their life that are more difficult and we really try and consider trauma-informed approaches to this so it's person-centered it's trauma-informed so if I picked up an example of that which starts to sort of think sort of go into thinking about homes and communities so we work closely with our partners Swansea Council is an example of that we were delighted to be successful with some of the homes um, homelessness into housing funding um, that came out at the beginning of the of the pandemic and we were able to turn that around relatively quickly to provide homes to people who would otherwise uh, be at risk of homelessness um, now you can do that in lots of ways can't you you know the way we choose to, chose to do it was to identify homes where people had their own front doors but also co-production to pick up your point there. So uh, we encourage the people that were going to start this new chapter in their lives to work alongside us when the furnishings were put in, when the kitchens were put in, when the floor coverings were put in. And, and what you're doing there is, is creating a sense of place for people to achieve the next stage of their outcomes that they would like to achieve. Um, and we work with a lot of people with uh, low-level mental health conditions and I think to have a social value approach to how you work through and support people there really helps you to achieve the best outcomes for people and our conversation as an organization and with stakeholders you know people like yourselves for the region etc um communities is also increasingly um quite rightly thinking about sustainability sustainability for us as an organization is is has to and is moving from a separate stream of a discussion to something that has to go through everything we think about and how we react and then you know sustainability as a word means so many different things to different people but a significant part of that for us is how we live in our communities and engage with the companies. Um, we are a, a big provider, a relatively big provider in the area of employment, but also our, our purchasing power as an organisation as well. So you know, examples of that, um, we did our first um, development against the Welsh Government's high target that they've got, got. it's called something called EPCA. And effectively, that's making sure that there's a, a high level of efficiency uh, for energy created in, in new homes. So we had our we had our first development there with, and again, we've been delighted to be working with local developers. We worked with Castell in that instance to really achieve. Therefore, if you go back to those three things, what have we done? Well, well, we've we've helped to create homes for people. Uh, We've done that within communities. 
so we've 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 helped to sustain and and the thriving communities we've also done that in a way where we're managing to develop that sustainability piece so sustainability for the person in the home sustainability for the region in terms of who we're working with and sustainability for the planet as well in terms of trying to make sure that those homes will last as long as they can and are built in a, in a way that supports supports the planet and, and helps reduce the impact of climate change. I think it's hard not to have an impact on social value in, in what you do. Really, really interesting, Marcia. And you're right that the word sustainability means different things to different people. So I was wondering where you were going to go with that. And environmental sustainability, energy efficiency is, is a massive piece of it. But it's also creating thriving places, isn't it? Yes. Thriving communities that can can handle whatever the 21st century is going to throw at us. And obviously, for now, it's thrown covid at us um, and it's going to throw climate change at us and who knows what other sort of shocks are in the pipeline so sustainability in a community is, is about having those connections having local businesses embedded within local places and the resilience that you create by investing in places and I love that you mentioned well-being I, I always think we're really lucky here in Wales to have such a well-articulated understanding of what we mean when we talk about social value you know we've got the seven well-being goals and they really help us all to understand what we're aiming for when we talk about social value um, and it's not just environmental uh, and it's not just about people feeling happy it's a it's a whole gamut of things for people being healthier and more prosperous as well as you know personal and community well-being in all its senses so uh, really really powerful and I was thinking as you were talking as well about empowerment you've used the word kind of empowering people to thrive and then you were talking about those homeless people at risk of homelessness um, you know working with them and I thought well that's a really empowering journey isn't it you know giving them a sense of dignity and empowerment in moving into a home that's provided for them um, so I can see how that whole approach kind of imbues the organization with a, a really clear way of working uh, in everything you do. Yeah and I think that's for me that's one of the attractions about Courageous that we're quite a diverse organization in terms of um, the services that we provide and I think that that allows us to have thought quite early on about person-centered approaches about co-production always things we can do do better and if I think about the start of the pandemic um, and COVID and everything that brought and in a sense we're not alone I know I know lots of organizations did this but it really made you stop and think about how you were going to reach out in those times to the people that you provided homes to. And for example, one of the things that we did is, is we rang everyone in our, in our over 50s complexes to have that well-being call to make sure that people were okay, because sometimes we were the person that was, was contacting them. But we've also been delighted to be able to support the local area coordinators that worked out of the council and actually over the COVID period we know they expanded quite significantly across the whole of the council area to really support people and it's the connections isn't it I think one of the things we talk about with kindness is that relationships are at the heart of everything 
and at the heart of good relationships is is kindness and that's not that's not in a twee way you know that that that's in a way of recognizing that actually it's it's good business sense in a way i mean if we think about the jobs market at the moment and it, and it is it is difficult to recruit you know one of the things we're thinking about is why do people want to come and work for Kredig and and why will people why will generation what are they called z or whatever want to where will they want to work in the future and increasingly the evidence is okay it's about career absolutely but it's about community and it's about cause and that's will make that will be the driver for the next generation and flexible working you know agile working of, of how they want to live their lives going forward so we've built on what we did during covid and, and obviously um we like lots of organizations have had to adapt all the way through covid many changes you know remember when it first happened people walking out with computers thinking oh my goodness will i see them or the computer again but you know we also had a significant amount of our people who worked on the front line during that who day in day out were going into people's homes were providing services were making sure homes were safe and we and tenants you know will be forever grateful for the for that additional um, sacrifice that they had to make during that period but I think becoming Karedig that's the start of our journey our next stage now is as you've talked about the, the words that you use and the call to action what's the Karedig way for us going forward is, is the next stage of our big discussion that we want to have as an organization both internally but also with our tenants and also with our stakeholders as well because the one thing we know is that the pace of change has gone on super drive, hasn't it? You know, the, the volatility that we see you know, in our lives. And that's a real call to action. And where do you decide to be as an organization with those real challenges that society faces? And I think it's, it's a need to be really clear and social value is a key part of that about who we are and why we're here. So I, I think that we're at the start of that journey now building further as we go forward and, and I'm really excited for that next stage of the conversation that we want to have with people. Very inspiring and inspiring to think how you define your, your purpose as so much broader than just housing people because there's so much else around it that you can where you can add value where you can serve people's well-being and, and serve the community and it's I think it's spot on what you've said about people need to feel a sense of purpose in their work and probably increasingly so we're inspired aren't we by those things that connect us with other people and fill us with a sense that we're uh, that what we're doing is worthwhile and that we are adding value in other people's lives and yeah kindness in our connections I, I loved what you said that you know it's not just a, a woolly concept it, 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 it's a real business imperative Thanks. Mm. and it's um it's you know when organizations start to more broadly define what they do so i i don't just make these widgets you know i i deliver social value um i don't just house people you know we we deliver social value and what does that mean to us and uh and looking at all the the facets of it 
and I guess what's what's really great is that there is a changing ear and a listening ear to those things now, isn't it? And that that's coming through all the myriad of, of, of different people that we engage with. Um, and we recognise that um, even if I think about um, getting new funding about environmental, social and governance reporting, those things are increasingly being used as key performance indicators about what makes a successful organisation. So what a great time to be in a region that reflects and values that and to be working in a, in a sector that reflects and values that as well. So the doors are far more open for those conversations I think than, than they've probably ever been so I think that that's a great environment to be having the conversation in. I think you're right I think we're in exactly the right place you know we're in a place where I think we're leading um, this region and, and Wales in general I think are leading on this whole conversation about social value and well-being and the well-being of future generations and I think it's interesting when you talk to people from elsewhere, these conversations are not quite so front and centre as they are here. So that's nice. That's nice to know. Um, I was going to say, um, yeah, I would love to talk a bit more about the local sourcing piece, Marcia. Yeah. So, um, you know, social value also incorporates this idea of, um, you know, economic benefit and economic value and how that in its you know your purchasing power and your purchasing decisions have the potential to deliver so much more value than just the pure financial i know that family housing as was career dig some time ago did a mapping exercise of your supply chain to identify kind of how much of what you buy is sourced from within the local area within wales and the things that you can't buy locally so it's clearly been a key focus for you guys for quite some time looking at your supply chain and, and what you buy and who from can you talk a little bit about what you do as an organization to try and relocalize your spending yes and i'll also talk about some of the challenges within that isn't it because um so so you know we have a procurement framework and you know we've written our seven key principles and you would absolutely expect that Social value is, is key in that, you know, we're, we're, we've got our uh, community benefits policy as well, which talks about making sure that, that, that we are endeavouring to, to create value out of our spend and, and root it back in communities as well. So, so we have the frameworks there in place and then um, you're right, we've done some mapping exercises, we want to do some more on that, we'll be working with your, yourselves in the future as part of a project that, that you've been successful and had funding on to, to see how we can work, play our place as part of that wider region and community to add into that. If we talk about examples, so, so a good example mentioned earlier on about sustainability. Um, so we'd be delighted to have some Welsh Government funding for what's called Optimise Retrofit. So Optimise Retrofit is about the, the task that um, social housing providers have to retrofit their properties to achieve more sustainable buildings going forward. So a huge challenge when you think about the age of our stock, et cetera, and about making sure that we are achieving low carbon, but also creating homes that are affordable for people to live in. And sometimes those two could be a little bit conflicting as well. So there's, there's a real careful roadmaps that need to be created as part of that. So when you have um, 
when you have innovation in technology that, that happens, what can sometimes happen is that the local markets haven't need support to uh, develop the skills and develop the wherewithal to bring those innovative solutions forward. And, and they are there, but it's about it's about get every, getting everything lined up, isn't it? So it's something that as a sector, we're really conscious of something Caradig is conscious of. But a particular example would be we were aware that there was a skill set um, that was being delivered outside of our region which we had to bring in initially to start off an element of this project. But then as part of that, we took the company that were doing significant maintenance for us at the time and encouraged them to work with that company to get skilled up so that they could start to carry out an element of that work as well. So I think for me, I think with any change, it needs to be incremental and it needs to work alongside the maturity, whether that's you as an organisation or uh, you as a sector or otherwise it's not necessarily going to embed change in a way that is sustainable. So whilst that's a small example, I think it's an example of that mindset that we'll, we adopt and we want to increasingly adopt with this thought about sustainability. But I also know there are challenges as well. So one of the great projects that um, our people have done recently is, is around um, homes, not houses. And it's been about um, for those people that would really struggle with affordability to support them to get, for example, carpets within their homes. Um, and when we look at that, you then what you think, well, what we would really love is to deal locally with that. We'd, we'd really like to deal locally with that and sustainably with that. So we'd really like the sustainable product. And then you have really hard choices, don't you, Dawn? Because then you think, okay, well, that would cost that much over there and that much over there. And I can help this many people or that many people. And it's around, it's around keeping the conversation going. Because sometimes you have to go with a certain, you have to make the right choices at the right time be on the roadmap of change if that makes sense and be aware where you stepped outside but always be wanting to go in the right direction so I think it's just an example of the sorts of things that we're doing at in terms of sourcing we are absolutely committed wherever we absolutely can to be using our purchase purchasing power wisely using it within the area and making effective choices as we go along and that's sustainability as well as that foundational economy piece. Yes, uh, really interesting discussion Marcia isn't it and sometimes um, you know we pay more for a local sustainable option and the affordability of that in certain contexts is challenging and then you've been talking about I suppose you're talking about things like solar and air source yes. heat pumps and yes. all those sort of green infrastructure living walls all those really kind of innovative technologies and solutions to do with you know saving the planet um, and have we got the local supply chain for those and how we can nurture that and encourage that to grow uh, and it's a long-term a long-term effort that isn't it I think what's really great is as I say we, we you know we've been doing our first what we call EPCA so our first sort of high sort of sustainability is that there are some real innovators working within this region that I can think about that are really think about biophilic etc really thinking 
front and centre about you know change and how sustainability can feed into change. So I think a lot of this is 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 about having your ears open as an organisation to the conversations that are going on and forming those networks. Um, so again, that's where our stakeholders and the people like yourselves and um, Regeneration Swansea, etc., are, are really important to us because that those are how we start to make sure that we're alive to those conversations. And it's about being rooted, isn't it? So it's about being rooted in our communities and hearing that as well. So yeah, there's. I think it's um, a really challenging time for all of us, but also a really exciting time as well, isn't it? So I think it's the cooperation. So if I think about an, another example, so modern methods of construction um, is another huge agenda and modern methods of construction, because obviously that tends to then relate back into local sourcing and local factories is another brilliant example. We're just joining um, a net zero project with other local authorities and, and a few housing associations as well, where the agenda there is, is an element of using collaboration to get an element of standardization because you can really then start to build in local economies of scale. Because going back to your point about how sustainable um, supply chains are, it's like everything, isn't it? There's there's a stepping point, isn't there? And you've got to get to a certain level. So if Caradix has those conversations in isolation, that's great. But actually, the more it can do from a collaborative point of view to then have those conversations, the more it can achieve together. So it's really important for us that we're around the right tables. So that's, that, that seems to be a great project. It, it's, it's Welsh Government supporting it as well. So another you know, real opportunity of how the conversation is, is turning, I think, on sustainability from theory to practice. And that, that's what we need to see happening. You've used my favourite word there, collaboration, um, which I think is a key to so much So much of this. It's about working together. It's our strap line for the region. Um, we think that's the, the key to a lot of fantastic solutions. And as you say, when, when you get the purchasing power of a number of organisations, all building, perhaps building social housing across the region, uh, the, the huge purchasing power around that table um, and uh, aligning everybody to understand, okay, what are the opportunities? What do we need? And then, you know, the opportunities for businesses in the region and new suppliers um, to meet those needs, um, yeah, as you've said, really, local economies of scale. And I often think that we, we work backwards or we, we do it the wrong way around when we, we work with our architects and we set a specification of what we might want to build. And then we look around the region and say, oh, well, there's nobody in this region that can do that. Um, and so we've got no choice but to swear. And actually through collaboration and much better conversations with um, regional suppliers and, and knowing who's doing what. You talked about really being on the pulse of, of what's available and the innovation that does exist within this region, cutting edge stuff that you, you, know, you don't know is there until you start looking. Um, and to work in that way, I call it kind of meet the supplier events as opposed to kind of meet the buyer events, which we're familiar with in the construction sector. But really uncovering some of the amazing um, solutions, technologies, innovations that are being developed here and then thinking how we can create sustainable um, supply chains around those. It's a really exciting area and you were kind enough to mention that For the Region has 
got this uh, procurement project now funded through the Community Renewal Fund with Swansea Council to support a number of larger organisations in that sort of mapping of supply chains and uncovering opportunities to relocalise some of their spend. And we're also planning a green recovery conference in June, which we hope will be an opportunity to showcase um, some of these suppliers that you've uh, alluded to there who are doing fantastic things in our region and, and really showcase what's available and uh, hopefully make those make those connections there's so much isn't there so much we can all do really exciting times as you say uh, what are you most excited about for 2022 Marcia <laughs> <Day> holiday <laughs> oh, that'd be nice there's a, a couple of things I, I think um we've been delighted with the relationships that have been building even further with our local authority colleagues which um we, i think because we are very much embedded within this region and in coming out of covid it's it's allowing us to really play our role as part of some of the repurposing of some of the buildings um that are going on and, and we understand absolutely the importance of of regeneration and it's it's not necessarily for us about building separate sites on the edge it's about how we can really work across stakeholders so i think there's there's a there's a lot of exciting times coming from creative working with partners as new developments are taken forward and, and that's that's been brilliant to see and i see more of that happening over the next um 12 to 24 months and then i think it's what i referred to earlier on that call for action, that sense of purpose, having that conversation, defining that down in difficult times, not necessarily about one size fits all and pleasing everyone, but being really clear on why you're here and really looking forward. It's that, it's that listening to learn piece. Um, and that's what I'm really looking forward to, I think, in the, in the immediate future. I'm really excited to, to work alongside the region to see where Curated goes next. Lovely, amazing. Well, it really sounds to me that Coradig has positioned itself in a really strong position to thrive in the years to come. That focus on your values, that that reassertion of what you're here for, sense of purpose, as you've said, uh, I think it's really inspiring and I hope our listeners will agree. And we'll look forward to lots of collaboration in the year ahead and um, seeing your organisation go from strength to strength, Marcia. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me. It's been lovely to have a proper chat. It's been lovely. Thank you very much, Dawn. Thank you.